Chapter Five of From Sunrise Land Letters from Japan by Amy Carmichael. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Expatriate in Bangor, Maine. Chapter Five I Cannot. Can God? God can. Here work enough to watch the master work and catch hints of the proper craft, tricks of the tool's true play. Browning mosquitoes all they are responsible for in the way of small misery i hesitate to state you would not understand a sting lasts from a week to a season it dies down and revives again it feels like the application of the essence of irritation butterfly life is various big black beauties flit about they have electric dusted wings purple and blue dragonflies three times our home size are ever on the dart beetles of pugilistic character prevail creatures of the locust tribe of superlative size with voice to match astonish the beholder pink land crabs crawl about the streamlets in the hills great toads which inflate when you pat them sit on ancient stumps and frogs of vivid green whose conversation deafens congregate in swampy plain and hollow strangest of all new insect friends or foes is the semi a goliath fly possessed of three distracting notes to be heard from dawn to dusk one sounds like a scissor grinder's whir another like bacon frying the third must belong to an egotistical member he says me 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 ya among the number which we generalize as things the most shuddery is the giant centipede larger at times than this he has forty legs and a bite worse than a scorpion's it is hot now over ninety degrees always and the fan season is on be you in church or shop you are immediately offered one a fan is as much a necessity as a pocket handkerchief one day i watched them being made a bamboo stem split fingerwise was spread upon a board two picture papers were pasted on either side a touch of the knife a twist of raw edges and it was done slight things they were but pretty as everything a japanese fingers is sure to be unless made according to his idea of the foreigner's taste which is usually as barbaric as his own is artistic there is something instructive in a walk down a street in midday here you see a little woman in blue cotton boiling yellow cocoons and winding off five or six threads at once of the delicate fine silk another a young girl coils it up as cleverly as possible into long shining hanks as the mill girls at home would call them they both seem pleased one should care to watch and one longs to be able to tell them how the god they had never yet heard of loves them and wants their love then there are curio shops and into one i was lured for your sake and bought a queer old copper lamp filler here it is for three pence and some pipes wooden brass and silvered all for something under sixpence the little flat one with the old gentleman reposing under the stork is a god of some kind i'm afraid and there are china shops where you can see a quaint old bald head painting those tiny china pin trays as we call them teacups as they really are or sketching flowers or figures upon teapots which they use for their legitimate purpose while we to their infinite amusement put them on our mantelpieces you can see them carving wood dyeing cotton weaving baskets making paper lanterns polishing crystals cutting agates into odd little knick-knacks 
doing a hundred other curious things in their open shop fronts without the slightest attempt at either privacy or speed friday night july fourteenth may the spirit of truth now hold my pen as i try to tell you of yesterday's life a week might have been compressed into those twelve hours one seems to have lived through so much early in the morning we heard that quite close to us an old man was possessed by the fox spirit demoniacal possession is much the same here as in palestine of old i had heard about it but barely believed in it we listened now while they talked it was the old story retold wheresoever it taketh him it teareth him and he foameth and gnasheth with his teeth and pineth away and as we listened wonderingly suddenly flashed the question why could not we cast him out almost stunned with the thought i went straight to my room and asked him and the answer came because of your unbelief of the next few hours i cannot write then i went to tisan our interpreter and asked her did she believe our lord jesus was willing to cast the devil out of that man she was rather startled but after praying over it she too believed our first impulse was to go at once but this kind goeth not out but by prayer and fasting caused us to wait in the meantime we sent a message to the people asking might we go to see him and they replied we might but that he was very wild had six foxes and was tied up then we waited tisan and i each alone before the lord i cannot tell you much of these solemn hours but just this much seems to his glory even physical strength and mental power left me it was in literal utter nothingness we went forth in his name what was done was all of god we went and were taken upstairs i had been prepared for much but for nothing so awful as this stretched upon the floor fastened crosswise upon two beams bound and strapped hand and foot his body covered with burns and wounds it was terrible but nothing to what followed at the name of christ a fearful paroxysm came on it seemed as though the powers of hell were let loose blasphemies which even i could recognize as such were poured forth a voice not his own spoke and then his voice dry and cracked seemed to echo the other he struggled to get at us but they held him down and covered his face we knelt and prayed but it seemed as though the devil were mocking us he grew more violent every moment it was worse than useless to wait can you think how i felt then his name dishonoured among the heathen and i had done it far far better never to have come this was the fiery dart which was hurled against me and yet surely he had sent us surely it was no self-movement my sheep hear my voice and i know them and they follow me in the lull which those words brought i could hear it again all power is given unto me it said these signs shall follow them that believe in my name shall they cast out devils fear thou not for i am with thee as the poor wife followed us to the door with no thought of reproach for what must have seemed to her a cruel intrusion i could tell her through tisan what had just been told me our god would conquer when the evil spirit was cast out we asked her to let us know until then we would pray at home and yet i'm afraid my faith was very weak for i was almost broken down and when dear sarah met us with loving sympathy and told us she too was praying it was very comforting one hour afterwards the answer came the foxes had gone the cords were off and he was lying weak indeed but himself again at night they sent once more 
He was sleeping, very prostrate after all the excitement, but well. We remembered then how when our Lord cast the foul spirit out of the child, he was as one dead, but Jesus took him by the hand and lifted him up, and he arose. So we asked him to do it for him. This morning he asked to see us. I should not have known the man. Only the scars on the sore vexed body told of what had been. One could hardly speak for very gladness. It was such a transformation. He sent for flowers, a lovely spray of scarlet pomegranate blossom, and offered it gracefully to me. Then iced water was brought, the first we had tasted this season, sugared, and served with chopsticks instead of teaspoons. Joy and peace reigned in the selfsame room the fury had raged in yesterday. We talked to him and his gentle wife, and prayed with them ere we left them. They knelt and joined with hai, hai, yes, yes, when Tisan asked for a saved soul from him who had saved the body, clothed and in his right mind, worshipping the God he had reviled. How glorious it was! As we came away, a priest passed and looked at us with no friendly eye. Among them is a sect called Fox Exorcists. The spirits of evil are supposed to take the form of foxes. One or more take possession of the victim. Henceforth he lives a duel or a complex life. There are various medical explanations which I don't understand. It is mysterious enough to be considered fabulous by those who do not know how true it is. Certainly we are in a land where the prince of darkness has power. The dreaded fox spirit is worshipped. Shrines are dedicated to him. Little stone foxes are often set side by side with the Buddhists by the wayside. The strangest tales are told and believed, many of course superstitious, but many based on fact. Fox spirits have been known to lead their prey into deep mountain pools, and there leave them to drown. This poor man, out of whom our God cast six, according to their count, was bent upon destroying himself. Oft times he falleth into the fire, and oft into the water. It sounds very much like that. Today I have been reading an opinion given by a professor of the Imperial University of Japan upon the phenomenon, as he calls it, and I see how what seems serious hindrance has resulted in glory to his name. The exorcist's first endeavor is to impress upon the patient his own great power and thereby win his confidence. Had this man or his friends believed in us, had I been stronger in the crisis hour and seemed as one empowered, the cure might have been attributed to us. As it was, they all saw clearly that we were nothing. There was nothing tangible to lay hold of. All the glory went straight to God. Truly we may trust him to plan his own means, for us tis work enough to watch the master work. Saturday evening. A message came to our cook today. The kind people wanted to know if there was anything foreigners liked to eat, as they wished to send us something, and were not sure what we would fancy. They are full of thanks, which we try to turn upward to him to whom all are due. Today we took the poor man some toilet vinegar for his head. He seemed so feverish, and the heat tried him. But he put it on his burns instead. So we got some more suitable stuff for that purpose, and bound the poor scarred limbs in soft cambric. Most of the wounds are caused by the moxa, or mugwort, which they dry, roll up into little cones, light, and apply to the skin. It is considered a panacea for almost everything. Two or three applications produce bad sores and naturally much increase the trouble. Since writing, we hear our patient is telling everyone who will listen what great things the foreigner's God has done for him. 
but his son is a strict buddhist and does not like this he protests that the family must not forsake their old gods for a new one and to this the relatives all agree and now i want you to join hands with me and let us all form a prayer circle round him it is not a little thing to ask you to pray do we half know what we are doing when we say oh yes to a friend's will you pray for me or about such and such a thing prayer engagements are after all very sacred trusts real praying is no plaything and now good night and dear ones all o oh, sing unto the lord a new song for he hath done marvellous things his right hand and his holy arm hath gotten him the victory the lord hath made known his salvation his righteousness hath he openly showed in the sight of the heathen sing unto the lord before the lord the king for he cometh end of chapter 5 recording by expatriate in bangor maine